Hi everyone and thank you for joining. This is your host Michael and welcome to Tales at 3 a.m. where we discuss the strange, the scary, the spooky, and the dark. I hope you enjoy and I hope that you will continue to enjoy this series as I continue to bring it to you every weekend. We're going to be starting off by bringing to you a Halloween series. I think it's benefiting, and with it being August now, a lot of people are getting into the Halloween spirit. And so I will be bringing to you each weekend from now through the first part of November, histories of different aspects of All Hallows' Eve. So sit back, enjoy, get into your dark place in your mind, and welcome to Tales at 3 a.m. In this episode, we are going to discuss the Witching Hour. And this bit of history goes back many, many years to a time where most of you were not even born yet. And quite frankly, neither was I. But I'm bringing some of this history to you from iHorror.com from a young lady that published an article roughly two years ago, and I'm going to uh, do a slight recap on what she had to say. The phrase witching hour, according to her research and study, was first recorded in 1793. But from what she says, is that it began around 1535 when the Catholic Church did not like people being out and about of their homes outside wandering the streets and doing their own thing during the time of 3 to 4 a.m. in the morning. And this was due to uh, religious reasons. Because it is believed, according to religious texts, that Jesus was crucified at 3 p.m. Which, of course, would be the reversal of 3 a.m. The Catholic Church believed that that time was for demonic activity and a mockery of the Holy Trinity. Now, people can believe what they want. This was just the opinion that they held. We all also know that throughout time and societies and cultures, that women were looked at as not being able to hold a standard if you will, in society, 
and had to basically live in a man's world and obey a man according to what a man thought. Well, it was considered shameful if a woman was seen outside between the hours of 12 o'clock in the morning and 4 in the morning. They saw a woman outside walking around during that time of night thinking, oh, well, she's not in the home being a mistress or she's not in the home sleeping next to her husband and she's out and about in the streets or going into the woods or traveling down the roads, what have you. So they ultimately thought during this time period that she was out for no good and performing some kind of witchcraft during that time period, which I guess if you had a cow during that time that was having issues and you decided to go outside, you better make sure you're going outside after four o'clock or else you were being accused of doing something other than checking on Betsy. But uh, I digress. But according to the young author on iHorror.com, this time of night is when witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear and be at their most height of power. The New Zealand Oxford Dictionary identifies midnight as the time when witches are supposedly supposed to be most active. I don't know the source of this information other than from the dictionary. I personally haven't read it myself. I'm simply going by what this author said on iHorror. You are more than welcome to find that dictionary and see if the account still holds true. So this time of night is also said to be when the veil between the living and the dead is thinnest. Now we've also heard that as something similar to Halloween and not just the witching hour is thought that during the time of Halloween that the veil between the living and the dead is the thinnest and that gives the ability for the dead to walk among the living. I'll let you be the judge of that. Now, depending on your country of origin and your religious belief and how you're brought up socially, the witching hour is thought to be between the hours of 12 and 1 a.m., suggesting that supernatural activity happens during that time. So what I'm already reading so far is that it really depends on your cultural belief. We've seen that now 
not just 3 a.m. and not just 12 o'clock, but also between 12 and 1. So I really do believe it honestly depends on your cultural belief, where you live, and religious undertones, especially time periods way before now. If you think back to the 1600s, back to Salem, and even before then, but even before the Salem witch trials, you had witch trials in Scotland. I believe they took place in the 1400s. I could be mistaken, but they took place before the witch trials in Salem. The witching hours have changed over time. And they probably still do to this day, and they probably will still continue to change. But it's more about what a person believes rather than what has been actually figured out among time. Now is the witching hour based purely on folklore and legend and fiction? Is the witching hour something that has been figured out to be an exact time? Or starting from the earliest periods, was it more or less just one more way for one person to try to have a hold on another person by simply stating religion as the reason why? We may never know the answer to that. That's why we seek to understand. Growing up, I'm sure that we've all heard the idea of witches riding broomsticks, or at least one of the things that we think about when we think about witches during the time of Halloween, or pictures that we see, or movies that we watch or TV shows that we see when a witch is going from one location to the other location nine times out of ten she's riding a witch's broom but where does that origin start where did we get the idea of a witch riding on a witch's broom Well, according to ancient origins online, it may have a more of a stranger and surprising background history than what you may realize. I'm going to share it with you. During the period witch hunts, which were surging in popularity in Europe many, many, many years ago, before you and I were even thought about, people's diets included large amounts of breads, which I think in some parts of Europe now... If you're getting a 
a sandwich or other things of that nature that you are using large amounts of bread. So I don't think some of that has honestly changed, but I guess it just depends on where you are. At the time in Europe, back in this time period of the witch hunts, bread was made primarily from rye. At that time, it was commonly infected with a disease which you may or may not have heard about known as ergot if I'm pronouncing that correctly caused by a fungus as a result people were consuming this disease caused by the fungus thinking it was part of the plant and during that time period, hallucinogens were very widespread in Europe. Go figure. So argot has hallucinogenic properties. And people who unknowingly died, you know, ingested this, eating the bread, would get an LSD-like high. And people getting these highs began to experiment. And they began to find other plants and trying to experiment with those as well, trying to find similar results among some of those plants were henbane, mandrake, deadly nightshade, and jimson weed. You may have heard some of those. You may not have some of them. I don't know if they still exist, but if they do and they're out there, well, <laughs> try at your own risk. But people back then who were trying to get these hallucinogenic highs, if you will, They would try to find ways of being able to get the side effects that they were looking for by ingesting. But at the same time, they were realizing that by ingesting this, that it was causing bad results at the same time. Vomiting, nausea, things of that nature. By ingesting through the mouth. So, a clever idea came up to try to absorb it through the skin. That's one of the ideas of how cauldrons and early potions came about. They found ways of turning the hallucinogenic properties into liquids that could be applied to objects. And in this case, people were taking indoor brooms that you had at the time, because you have to think about how life was during 1600s and even before then, even overseas in Europe. 
you have to think about how homes were built. We had the main portion of the home, and you had, of course, the woman of the home. She had a broom where she would sweep, even if it was a hardwood floor. And so in order to maintain that kind of hallucination, the LSD high, she would take the hallucinogen and rub it, in this case, on a broomstick. Or they would apply it to themselves in certain areas of the body. I think you know what I mean when I say this, without me going into too much graphic detail. And they would put the broomstick between their legs and ride it like a horse. And they would gallop around and people who were also simply eating breads and things like that, seeing this or seeing women galloping around on the broomstick were creating the legends of women or witches riding brooms. And that's where the idea or notion of flying on a broomstick came from. Trying to get that high off of hallucinogens by riding or galloping on a broomstick. Now, of course, we take that measure, and I don't know that people are still galloping around on a broomstick. Maybe they do in other parts of the world. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. But to think that that's where now we get so many stickers and Halloween memorabilia of a witch flying on a broom stems from trying to get high off riding and off galloping on an object. And people turning it into a witch flying on her broom. It just goes to show you sometimes how uh, strange and unusual history can be. And the things that we turn it into later for our own amusement. That started as a much stranger and strange as true situation than we know about taking place today. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this first episode of the Halloween series for Tales at 3 a.m., if you have any suggestions, please let me know. Thank you for being in your dark place with me tonight or today, however you are watching this and wherever you are watching this. 
And I look forward to bringing this and more to you as we continue our journey together. This is your host, Michael, for Tales at 3 a.m. Enjoy and continue to be spooky.